0: You're listening to Matt Walsh on demand. Coming up on Patents Two. Can we be honest and at least tell the people the truth here? Jeffy was planning a presidential run with his slogan "To be, get the women out of the kitchen," <laughs> uh, and he's very disappointed that John Kasich, or was it back into the kitchen? Back into the kitchen. Back. I think it was. Back yeah. Back yeah. yeah, yeah. This thing, this is like to put it. To, uh... Well, I think mean, he took your slogan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sad. <laughs> pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m eastern on the blaze radio network all right thanks for listening to the matt walsh podcast uh uh, great to talk to you so there there was a, a big news this week that didn't get a ton of attention i'm not talking about super tuesday uh that that of course has gotten Plenty of attention, I'd say. There's probably no lack of, of attention on the uh, on the election cycle this this time around, for good reasons and for bad, but most, mostly for bad reasons, actually. Um, but the other the other huge news item that may have flown under your radar is that the Supreme Court this week took up a case, uh, an abortion case, and according to many media outlets, and uh, and I would agree with this characterization. This is the most significant abortion case that the Supreme Court has taken up in, um, in decades. Now, my, my uh, thought here, my, my only plan here is just to tell you about this case and just just to, to inform you about it. Um, there won't be a decision, if there is a decision, probably until June at some point. So if you're aware of it, then um, there's probably not a lot you can do other than, other than pray, which is a big thing, which is a big thing that we probably don't do enough of. We certainly don't do enough of. So the case that's being argued in front of the Scalia-less Supreme Court, meaning you've got three conservative justices on the court and essentially four liberals, and one of the liberals, Kennedy, being a guy who sometimes sides with conservatives, but I doubt he will in this case. Um, The case being argued in front of this court, it centers around a few modest and reasonable regulations that were recently passed in the uh, state of Texas. And you may remember the apocalyptic panic that, that beset the pro-death movement a few years ago when Texas decided that uh, abortion clinics, which insist on being categorized as medical facilities, ought to be held to the same standards as the medical facilities they pretend to be. So all outpatient clinics, say your orthodontist, are subject to numerous regulations intended to uh, guarantee the safety of, of their patients. And in many states, abortion clinics, despite claiming to be as medically legitimate as an orthodontist, are not expected to look or function or act like one. So they get the PR benefits of calling themselves a medical establishment without the pesky laws and policies associated with it. Um, And many abortuaries have taken advantage of this sweet deal, and many women have suffered and died because of it. The list of women that have died from, quote-unquote, safe and legal abortions is quite long. So famously, and this is uh, one of the reasons why this law came about in Texas, Famously, uh, the lax abortion regulations, and this was in in Pennsylvania, allowed Kermit Gosnell to run a clinic that less resembled a doctor's office um, than, say, the tool shed in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So for decades, women walked into Gosnell's execution chamber to, fly, to find blood-stained walls, dead babies piled up in buckets, stowed away in refrigerators, unsanitary conditions, untrained nurses, bloody and grimy medical tools, uh, and other assorted horrors. Gosnell murdered many unborn humans, of course, and many born humans. You know, he was delivering live babies and killing them outside of the mother in this unregulated mini Auschwitz, which was situated in the middle of a highly populated American city. And sometimes his female patients, quote-unquote, were among the fatalities. So Gosnell's case was um, a horrific one. One that, of course, was ignored by the mass media. Um, has been largely forgotten by a lot of people in our culture. But this was You know, when you think about the the smallest thing can happen these days in the country. And there are going to be laws written in response to it. Or there can be things that happen that have nothing to do with laws. You know, things that happen that additional laws couldn't possibly remedy. Like, for instance, you have a, a mass shooting conducted by someone who was not legally eligible to own a firearm in the first place. And there were already a bunch of laws that were supposed to stop this person. But then they, they go and take a gun anyway and they go kill people. And you're going to have liberals um, who say, well, we have to come up with additional laws on top of the ones that already worked that were already there and were ineffectual. So that happens. You know, anytime things happen, you've got laws. Um, but in the case of Kermit Gosnell, which was this, I mean, just uh, stunning, just overwhelming failure uh, on the part of uh, on, the, uh, on many levels of government, from the local government in Philadelphia, uh, the state government, the, na- the federal government, all of these different levels of government, Failed to stop Kermit Gosnell from operating this this just butcher shop in the middle of Philadelphia, and people knew it was going on for decades. They knew it was going on. I mean, you'd walk in if you read the stories about this. You'd walk into his quote unquote clinic, and I talk about blood stains on the walls. That's not an exaggeration. There actually were blood sta- I mean, the, the building was blood stained. It's how horrific this was. There were dead human beings in the corner of the room in buckets. Okay. And this was going on for decades and nobody stopped it. And so that that's a situation where you think, okay, maybe it's time for some laws here. If this is the kind of thing that can go on, it's not just like it happened one day. If this can go on over the course of 30 years or whatever the case is, uh, that means we need some laws. And of course, in a, in, a, in, a, in a sane and rational moral culture, the law would be, well, you can't kill babies in the first place. So that solves all those problems. We wouldn't be talking about killing babies in a sanitary environment and so on. But we don't live in that kind of culture. So we, we do what we can to constrict these uh, butchers as much as possible, to protect the women as much as possible. And of course, liberals uh, have a huge problem with it. And, and that, it keeps something else in mind. As you hear them hand-wringing over these Texas regulations, this is a, these are people who want to regulate every business Every, they've never met a regulation they don't like, except for regulations on abortion clinics. When was the last time you heard a progressive complain about regulations on business other than on abortion clinics? They never do. And then you take, you take rights that are explicitly defined in the, in the Bill of Rights the second amendment, for instance, and they want to regulate it into oblivion. You take entire businesses like, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, the oil companies, coal miners, you know, they, they want to regulate these businesses out of existence. But when it comes to abortion, they say, nope, hands off. We want we want abortion land to be like the wild west, the wild lawless west. And so, Gosnell's case was, uh, and this is the situation in many many uh, states across the, the country. Gosnell's case was unique because he was he was sent to prison, um, but there are many Gosnells out there, and the Texas law was meant to remedy this situation and force abortion clinics to treat women with, say, more care than an assembly line worker treats hunks of dead livestock in a meatpacking plant. That's, that's all. And, of course, that comparison is enormously unfair to meatpacking plants. I realize that, so I apologize to meatpacking plants. And meatpacking plants probably uh, much more regulated than the average abortion clinic also. Because, and that's another area, liberals are very concerned about regulations on, uh, uh, you know, how we slaughter cattle. But not so much on how we slaughter human beings. So this law, you know, was was uh, passed. And now, if you listen to progressives complain about it, they'll say that, oh, my goodness, you know, half of the abortion clinics in the state are going to shut down because of this. Oh, boo-hoo. What a tragedy. And what does that tell you? It tells you half of the abortion clinics in the state cannot live up to the most modest of, of, of uh, you know, uh, standards. And we're supposed to believe that they've been victimized for some reason because of that. Now, and this is one thing that, uh, you know, reading today, um, as this case was argued in the Supreme Court, the liberal justices on the court are suspicious. You know, they're very suspicious. That this law was actually passed as a as a sort of a backdoor way to shut down abortion clinics, like that's actually what the dastardly people in the Texas state legislature are are are, are trying to do. And of course, I say to that, great, <laughs> good job, awesome if that's what you're attempting to do. And I think that is what it's about. This was a this was a creative attempt on the part of yeah I I fully admit that Texas this was a creative. Attempt on their part to shut down abortion clinics, but it just so happens that you can shut down abortion clinics just by saying, "Hey, um, here are a few really basic humane standards for how you conduct your very inhumane business." And if you and if you put those standards on them, they they can't deal with it, and they'll shut and they'll shut down. So this is what is at stake. Um, if the Supreme Court were to uphold these regulations, which they won't do. But if they did, you know, to explicitly uphold them in a 5-3 to ruling, which won't happen, won't happen, would never happen, never happen. But if they did, then that would uh, set a precedent for other states, for other dastardly um, legislators, to pass similar regulations, knowing that it won't be struck down in court. But that's not going to happen. So if the Supreme Court comes out and strikes down the regulations, then what they're actually saying is that not only do you have a constitutional right to kill a child, but an abortion clinic has a constitutional right to kill children unregulated. It would essentially be declaring an abortion clinic should be completely above the law. Abortion regulations are unconstitutional, Period. That's what it would say. This would be uh, just a catastrophic decision on their part. Catastrophic. The other option is that they split four to four, and then they send it back to the lower court. The lower court's already um, dismissed the lawsuit and upheld the law. So that's what we'd be rooting for, and that's what I suggest you uh, you pray for. There's a lot of things to pray for in our country these days. So I, I, I'm just, and I don't mean to, you know, crowd the roster, but. I would suggest adding that to your to your list. All right, that's that's all for me again. this week, and I'll, I'll talk to you next time. Akrutse salut, Godspeed.